Do you ever find yourself yearning to look beyond the obvious and dreaming about what's possible in your next chapter? Welcome to the Next Chapter Experience. I'm your host, Jeanette Blissett, former corporate executive who turned the page to become a best-selling author, entrepreneur, designer, and lifestyle business consultant. Episodes feature me and a kaleidoscope of guests who share their journeys with wit, candor, and humor, breathing life into real talks about things that matter most. I believe we all have a fire burning within us, waiting to be unleashed and shared with the world. It may just be a matter of time. So let's get together, turn the page, and get this adventure started. Welcome to the Next Chapter Experience. I'm Jeanette Blissett, your host. Today's guests are the Wealth Twins, Nadia Busoy and her twin, Nicole Carter. Both are millionaire moms who teach how to invest, make, and manage your money so that you can become financially independent and fire your boss. Nadia and Nicole, welcome to the Next Chapter Experience. I'm looking forward to our conversation. So your children are seeing more of you, I would imagine, than they would have had you still been in your nine to five type or nine to seven type job. They wouldn't have seen me. I couldn't control while I was traveling, especially when I was in consulting. I can be in London. I can be in DC. I can be anywhere. And they wouldn't have seen me. What kind of impact do you think it has made on your children to have you present? For me, my oldest is 10. And it's very interesting to get the reports from the teachers. They all tell me the same thing. One, that she's mature for her age and that she has a different way of thinking about things and looking at things. Because on top of me being present, I try to talk to her and all my children as if they're just little, I don't want to call them little adults, but little humans. I don't try to dumb the information down to them. I try to tell them, look, this is life. This is how things happen. And this is what you should look out for. And I think maybe... Because we lost our mother so early, I'm trying to pass down certain things I wish that I would have gotten from her earlier because I don't know what tomorrow may bring. I taught them how to cook certain things already. Even my eight-year-old can cook a meal. They know how to do certain chores. They understand money management. And I think those things are things I'm purposely trying to teach them because I'm home with them. When you say they have an awareness of money management, share with our listeners how they've picked up on it. So... I like to teach my kids value versus price because they want, want, want all the time. But I try to tell them, look, you can have $10 that you can spend here on ice cream and candy, or you can take that $10 and buy yourself a board game. That board game can last you a year or more. So my daughters love this company called Luck, and uh, it's a a soap company. It's like Bath and Body Works, but they do more natural stuff. They have in a lot of malls. It's an expensive soap company. They have a variety (laughs) of different things. You can pick up a bath bomb, which is going to last you one time in a bath. You can pay $10 or $11 for that. Or you can get this soap that's like a gel that can last you 20 showers. So I'm teaching them, even if you want something, you can still find something that might be a better value in the same store. So things like that. Now, sometimes they say, mom, can you just please stop? But I'm like, you'll appreciate this (laughs) later on. And what about you, Nadia? How do your children demonstrate that they are making the connection? My oldest, she's nine. And when I had the cafe running, she would see my employees. They were in their 20s. And she would see them 
blow their paycheck or like something they did not need, like a new iPhone or something. And she would be like, didn't you just buy a phone like last month? How much did that phone cost? That cost that much? They're like, Nadia, get your daughter. She sounds like you over here. I'm like, she's telling you, you just don't want to hear it from her. She's <laughs> seven years old at the time. Or when I walk with my four and a half year old and we walk into a store and he goes, there's nothing but junk. Nothing but junk. Let's go. (laughs) Okay. I guess it rubbed off on the four-year-old too. They understand value, especially when you put in terms that they can understand. And I think that's the key when it comes to children, because if you do it early enough, they'll keep practicing it as they get older. So I'm not really going to worry about them when they're adults, because if they're already showing me this now, then I think they're going to be more responsible with their money when they get older and when they start getting jobs and they understand I'm working this many hours to spend this. So it has to be worthwhile. But they're regular children too. They want one want. But if you throw some options at them, they very much think about their choices and it's, okay, yeah, I think this is a better choice. I think I'm also teaching them how to be resourceful. And I'll tell them here, this is how you make a dollar stretch because we were the last out of six and you had to make money stretch. And I want them to understand If you don't have the resources, you got to be resourceful. So I'll buy a chicken from Costco and I'll have them have some chicken one night. The next night I'll make a pot pie out of it. The next day will be either chicken salad or chicken noodles. And these are simple things that they can see and say, my mother made that one chicken last for three meals or more. That's Nicole. She's more frugal than me. I'll make a dollar stretch, but you know what? I'd rather stretch that dollar than go spend more time at work. And I need them to understand that. If you understand what you can do with it. Less so doesn't have to be worse either. Uh, Less can be better. You, you haven't tried my chicken pot pie. It's not a lazy leftover, okay? You it can be equal or better. It just takes a little more creativity at some time. How do you work with your children when they receive gifts of Now, when they're getting to an age, more people will give them gift cards. You're just starting to have parties now. People don't really know the children as much. So I let her determine what she's going to spend the gift card on. Like my daughter got the vaccination and they were given an incentive in New York. If you get the vaccination, you get a debit card. She was very responsible at how she was using it. She had a new friend at school who's moving back to uh, England soon. So we were at Hershey Park and she's like, do you have my debit card on you? I'm like, yeah. So her birthday is coming up. I'll buy myself something and I want to buy her something. And then she'll have a memory from America because what can be more American than this Hershey Park candy bar stuffed animal? I'm like, that's a good idea. You're paying it on your own. And she did it. She made a very conscious decision each time she used that debit card of what it was going to be for. And she didn't try to keep spending it. It was every couple of months or something. So, okay, I want to get some nail polish or I want to get this and weighing the different options. And she's like, okay, how much do I have left? So it's almost like budgeting. And she had a hundred dollar budget and she did for months. She did very well. Very cool. So as you continue to grow your platform serving those who have an interest in being a little bit more financially aware and intentional, what are you working on next? Is there a next iteration of what you're doing that you're looking forward to? Just next and twins or just next in general? Well, twins and in general, if you'd like. I guess with twins, I think we're going more towards live events. It's easier for us to connect with our audience because Nicole and I are in different locations. We started going live more on Instagram and we're getting a lot more feedback and it just makes it more timely and we can get information out there to people and also possibly maybe moving into a podcast. Not sure yet, but it was more just to be more interactive with our audience and going live. I think we're also going 
outside a little bit of investing, because Nadia and I are not just single-minded people in terms of investing. We want to get more into goal setting and self-improvement, I would say, because that was a big part of what helped us too. And I think we want to share more of that with people along with more health goals, because we realize that wealth can only last you so much as your health does. So we want to combine more of a lifestyle aspect. And in terms of investing, we will be veering more into cryptocurrency because we see that it's a space where it's new, I would say, but it's also right with a lot of misinformation, a lot of noise. And I think that's one of the things we bring to the table is trying to cut the noise and actually give people valid information that they can use and not try to get them hyped up on everything that's shiny, but to tell them what can be done, what's the value of it, what's not something you should be in and show them that they can be responsible with cryptocurrency. So that's something I'm currently working on. I'm glad you said that because I did have a podcast on cryptocurrencies. It was sometime last year and we talked about what they are and um, why they would be important right about now. Not to say that I'm an expert. I'm not. I'm on the learning curve. But I do have an understanding that since we're going into more of a virtual environment as it relates to transferring money for fiat, you've got to pay attention to that. I know it has a place in the investment sector, if you will. It's just a matter of understanding what that is. So you have your basic checking and savings. You put your put and take type money. Then you have your investments and what whatever type of investments they are, which would be traditional ones, 401ks, new funds. And, and mm-hmm. then you've got this other opportunity with crypto. And then you also have opportunities with gold and silver, which Mm -hmm. there are a lot of people who understand that more. Nicole's all into that gold and silver. In crypto, yeah. Nicole, explain to her the conversation you had with your neighbor. Overall, in terms of crypto, the reason why I feel it's necessary for us to get into that space is because there's a lot of people that don't look like us who are talking about crypto. And I want us involved in that conversation so that people feel they're comfortable about learning about it too. Now, what Nadia is saying in terms of my neighbor, I have a neighbor who's from Argentina and she understands what hyperinflation is and how maybe Bitcoin can be something and gold. Some people see that as an option too, as a hedge against inflation is a store of wealth. So for me, I'm looking at Bitcoin and non-traditional assets from a macro view and looking at it from a history point of view. So if you look at the history of money and you look at the history of government and you see what's going on and history can't repeat itself, you start understanding, okay, what can I do to protect my wealth? You see the wealthy road in Lebanon, the government went bankrupt. You see the wealthy road in Argentina. You see the wealthy road in Venezuela and Nigeria. And you see those things in in Turkey right now. And you can't say that these things can't happen here. So it has happened here. Wealth has eroded because of inflation. So you have to be aware of history and understand how it can repeat itself and what you can do to protect yourself in some of these type of environments. So I'm coming from it from that point of view and teaching people if we're the wealth twins this is how you protect some of your wealth. I'd love to see a sort of conversion of people like yourselves and others that are in a similar space collectively come together. I would love that. Yeah, because I think that there's power in collective thought and numbers. And I know that within Earn Your Leisure, there are several different avenues that go. It's just not real estate. It's just not crypto. It's just not Mm. your basic type of investments like mutual funds, stocks and bonds, options and and futures and things like that, because they get into all of those areas. And then you have the Hill Harper, who is really focused on Bitcoin and buying Mm. Toshi. 
Yeah, and just understanding there is a, a little bit of a gap there. The thing that for me is missing is that there has to be a foundational understanding of the everyday thing. So in other words, if I'm living paycheck to paycheck and I'm trying to understand how to buy Bitcoin, I wonder what that relationship with money is like. Mm-hmm. Is there a foundational belief and a practice you have that will put you in a position to better tap into those resources? I'm not sure that just buying a Satoshi is going yes. to do it without understanding what the bigger picture is. I, that- I think when people get into that, you're more gambling at that point. Because yeah, if you're just yeah. living paycheck to paycheck and you're buying these cryptocurrencies just to get rich, you're missing the whole point of it because you're just going to put yourself in a worse situation. That's why Nicole was saying the opportunity exists there now because so many people can take advantage of people at this point. Like you're not helping yourself. And if you can't get through this fiat money now, how are you going to set yourself up to win if you're moving towards cryptocurrency? You have to understand the fundamentals because if the currency changes, currency changes, but the fundamentals don't change at all. It's whatever you're using. If you're not managing it correctly, it doesn't matter what you're using. You're still not going to manage it correctly. And you can lose even more if you're playing with something you don't truly understand. It's the same thing when it comes to traditional investing. You got people that talk about swing trade. You have people that talk about options, people that talk about FX, and then you have people that talk about index funds. At the end of the day, they're all investing, but who are you at the end of the day? What is your risk tolerance? And when you say cryptocurrency, it's a big umbrella. But really, if you want to separate cryptocurrency, you say Bitcoin versus the altcoins. And it takes a different mentality of a person who's just invested in Bitcoin, like Hill Harper, who's preaching about be a Satoshi millionaire versus maybe EYL or things like that, where they say, okay, we got Bitcoin, but we have these altcoins. Now you have to understand what's the difference at the beginning. And then you have to understand what is your goals and why you want to use these avenues. So I think talking to you, Jeanette, I'm going to go deeper into that. And I've been pushing her so Thank you, because she's been holding off. You can invite me. I'll I'll be willing to be one of your participants in your audience that will support you. I do believe it's important just to at least have the fundamentals down so you have an understanding point. It's unbelievable that people don't know anything about it. They're scared of it. And I can understand why, because if you can't touch it, you can't really see it. And it was invented by some nondescript person. Yeah. And- I still straddle both sides too. Most of the cryptocurrency I get is for free. I do different things to get the coins for free rather than putting my money into it so I can get a better understanding. But right now they're giving it for free in a lot of places. It's based off your own purchases. That's the way I'm getting into it more. I'm more into the altcoins. But- I-, I got an orange pill, yeah. <laughs> orange pill means you got to convince someone about Bitcoin. So I got to talk to you. In any respect. So we know that, Nicole, you're expanding your own personal development in the cryptocurrency area and possibly looking to share with others when the opportunity arises, it sounds like. No, it's definite that I'm going to share it. But I first, just like with getting my Series 7 and 63, I don't like to you know, present information that I'm not comfortable saying that I've done my research in. And that is the only reason why I'm taking my time. So I would say within probably the next month or so, you're going to see some cryptocurrency or let's make it two months. You're going to see some cryptocurrency come from the 20s. But I want to come from a place of knowledge and also a place of sincerity and place of practice. Exactly. So let me ask you this. What is the question that I probably should have asked you but didn't? That's a good question. Maybe like why should that. someone listen to us? Okay. Why should someone listen to the Wealth Twins? Because truthfully, we could have been behind the scenes and not sharing this information. But the fact that we came out and we give a ton of information just for free. 
just to let people understand, look, we're telling you something that can really benefit you. So we're not here to make the quick buck. We're not here to go away overnight. We're here to actually help you help yourself. And we have the proof to back it up. And we didn't come from a place of privilege. We came up as hard as most people did. South Jamaica, Queens was not the best place to grow up. So we understand both sides of it. We've seen what it is to not have money and we see how it is to start earning your money and creating a better lifestyle and changing the trajectory of your family. So we know it's possible and we try to make sure that we're examples of showing people if you do the right steps in the right order, it can happen for you too. It's not out of reach for you. And I think that's why people should listen because we're not trying to feed you something that's too out of the stratosphere for you. This is something that can work for anyone. You just have to have some discipline behind it and be consistent with those steps. Thing to add, Nicole? Yeah, yeah. I would say what we tell you is not sexy, but it's going to work. I love that. I love that. Well, I love both of you. I'm looking forward to hearing more from you. I will tune into whatever channel you have. So how can our listeners actually tap into your lane? How can they contact you? So you can find us on wealthtwins.com, www.wealthtwins.com. You can also find us on YouTube. Just search for Wealth Twins. You can find us on Instagram and on Facebook. We started going live more on Instagram. So Instagram is probably the best place. And if you follow us, that's even better. We have multiple ways you can reach us. And if you want to reach us directly, you can send an email to contact at wealthtwins.com. And I would say on our website, twins.com, we have free resources that you can download uh, that will help you get started in either your money management journey or your investing journey. Fantastic. It's been a pleasure to talk with both of you because I know that your time is at a premium. So thanks so much for giving us a bit of your time today. Looking forward to hearing more from you. Thanks so much. Thank you for having us. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Next Chapter Experience. If you have already subscribed, rated, and left a review, or shared this podcast with a friend, many, many thanks. For questions, comments, or feedback, reach out to me at Jeanette Lissette at nextchapterexperience.com. We'll be back with more conversations, so until then, keep that fire burning.